Welcome to Essentially You, the podcast designed to help you build a meaningful career and satisfying life through applied positive psychology and coaching. Together, we'll gain clarity, strengthen our mindsets, examine our thinking, and find the freedom to thrive. Welcome to the show. This episode is dedicated to Christopher Troy Buss, October 3rd, 1968, April 16th, 1923. When I think about the loss of my friend, these words come to mind. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for a friend. In memory of Troy, who is that kind of guy, let's talk about the importance of connections and building trusted friendships at work and beyond. Hi friends, Mark Mathiah here. You know, the loss of friends can be devastating. It's a devastating experience. You know, it can leave us feeling overwhelmed, disoriented, and full of grief. Especially if life got too busy and you lost contact. Now, there's something about endings that does bring into focus beginnings. And while it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, it is important that to remember that it's okay to feel sad, to have some regrets, and to grieve. In the United States, we, okay, I, don't know how to grieve very well. Having said that, I'm willing to learn, and in the last several years, I've been forced to. What about you? Before we proceed, let's pause and talk about several important steps we should think about in order to manage our grief, and, by the way, to honor the memory of our friends in a way that's meaningful to us by grieving appropriately. Now, upon reflection and thinking a lot about this, I came up with three things to do after a loss of a close friend. One, take time. Take time to grieve. It's important to take time to mourn and grieve. As an Enneagram 7, this is the hardest thing I do. The process of grieving is essential in order to accept and to come to terms with any kind of loss. It's important to allow ourselves to experience all the emotions associated with grief, including sadness, anger, guilt, confusion. It's also important to remember that grief is a process, and it's okay if it takes time. While grieving, I tend to run to the ho-hos, and I need to remind myself to find healthy outlets for grief. They do exist. Things like prayer, going to church, being of service to others, talking it out with a close friend or loved one is better than stuffing our mouths with junk food or filling our bellies with booze. That only helps temporarily, maybe for a little bit to feel better, but it doesn't do anything except postpone the process. Now, number two, we need to reach out for support. And as you know, I'm a big believer in coaching and counseling. Access to coaching and counseling is readily available through many EAP programs, and there are more coaches as the industry continues to grow that can help, and when necessary, I believe they should be utilized. Now, however, reaching out for support doesn't have to be formal like that. You can talk with your family members or friends, as they're a valuable resource during difficult times. It can also be comforting to speak with people who understand what you're going through and who can provide you with comfort and support. But for sure, if the grief process becomes overwhelming, it's important to seek out additional help from a mental health professional. They will help us stay in the game so that we can rock our work. Number three, celebrating memories. Now, as an Enneagram 7, this is my favorite. 
After a loss of a close friend, it's important to remember to celebrate the wonderful memories we shared with them. This can be done in many ways, such as creating a photo album, or writing down your favorite memories, or, like I did, simply taking the time to get together with some of my Dana College Viking football team members and raising a glass to our friend and recommitting to stay in touch. And when we raised that glass, we thought of and grieved and celebrated the good times, the fun times, and, well, there's a few stupid times. We talked about those too. Now, the loss of a close friend can be an incredibly difficult experience, but it is important to remember that we can heal and move forward. There is hope, but there's also more. We must also learn to be intentional about building and maintaining strong bonds of friendships at work and in life. In a time when everything seems to be and everyone seems to be feeling isolated and our connections are at their weakest level, it's time to think proactively about the value of being a good friend and maintaining close connections. Making time to connect with old friends is an important part of life. We often forget or we put it on the back burner. It can be difficult to find the time to stay in touch with people who are no longer in our daily lives, but the re rewards of doing so can be invaluable. Think about it. The friendships we make in our lives are often the most meaningful ones, and keeping them alive can help us stay connected to our past while creating a strong foundation for our future. That's really cool, right? The first step is making the time or being intentional about connecting with old friends. It's actually making the effort to reach out. Now, this can be done through a variety of methods, such as sending physical letters, emails, text messages, or even making a phone call. My children don't just hate it when I call them, but I, I love making phone calls. Social media is also a great way to reach out, but it's not the only answer. Don't think that staying in touch on Facebook is a relationship. It is not. This does allow us to stay in touch and kind of keep up with old friends, but it's not connection. No matter which method you choose, make sure you make the time to reach out and connect. Now, once you've connected with your old friends, it's important to make the effort to stay in touch with them. Now, this can be done by just being intentional again, whether it's over dinner, drinks, or a video call. Jump on Zoom. It's important to listen to your friends and be genuinely interested in what they have to say. This will show that you value and appreciate your friendships and will cement it in for the long term. Now, as a professional coach who understands the value of connections and building, building like trusted friends at work, I believe that forming trusted connections at work is vital for the success of our company. We're pivoting a little bit here. Now, let me offer three actions that we can all take to be trustworthy and form tight bonds of friendships and camaraderie at work. After all, this is where we spend most of our time. Here are the actions I would recommend that would also help our others around us, our team members, um, to, to make trusted bonds at work. First, communicate openly and honestly. Building trust begins with open and honest communication, encouraging our team members to communicate clearly and respectfully, share their thoughts and ideas, and actively listen to others. When team members communicate openly and honestly, they build credibility and establish the foundation of trust, and that is so important in business. Number two, we need to show empathy and respect. 
this is a really big deal. So let me repeat it. When I repeat something, it means it's a really big deal. Show empathy and respect. Encourage our team members to show empathy and respect towards their colleagues. This means treating everyone with dignity and courtesy, acknowledging their perspective and experiences, and avoiding judgment or criticism. When team members and when we as leaders can show empathy and respect, we create a positive work environment and build trust with everyone around us. Three, we follow through on commitments. It's one thing to say yes, that you're going to do something. It's another thing to follow through. It's essential that our team members follow through and we follow through on our commitments. If we say we're going to do something, then we should do it. When team members follow through on their commitments, they demonstrate reliability and accountability, which are essential components of trust. So let me recap the three. Communicate openly and honestly. That includes active listening. Number two, show empathy and respect. That means non-judgmental listening and listening to others' perspectives. Number three, follow through on commitments. Do what you say you're going to do because it demonstrates reliability and accountability. If you can't do what you say you're going to do, then stop saying you're going to do it. Now, I know, and so do you, that following these actions, we can form trusted connections at work which will ultimately lead to more productive and successful company and organization. When we combine learning to grieve, connecting with our past friendships and keeping them alive, and building strong friendships at work, we can all live the life to the fullest and experience the profound benefits of friendship and trusted connections. Friends, talk is cheap. Let's put it on the line here. Based on what you heard today, what's one commitment you are willing to make when it comes to your friendships? Drop me a note, leave a comment on social, but whatever you do, let me know what you're willing to commit to, to form and keep your trusted friends around. Let's all do this together, and hear me when I say, we got this. And now it's your turn to thrive in life. If you've liked what you've learned, please remember to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have any questions about building your career and the many benefits of coaching, contact me by visiting markmathia.com. And until next week, I'm cheering for you. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.